Hope's Harbor, a gritty Bible devotion with Chris Bradley. What is your spiritual gift? Part 5 of 7, Giving. Key verse is Matthew 20, verse 28. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. The word give is used 377 times in the New Testament in the King James Version. It means bestow or bring forth. Now, in the key verse, Jesus tells us he gave his life as a ransom. And in the account of the Last Supper in Mark 14, verses 22 and 23, Jesus gave the bread and the cup, which was symbolic of his body and blood. This act of Jesus points back to the action of giving his life in the key verse. The spiritual gift of giving is an action gift. The word itself is a verb, which refers to taking action. This gift requires that we do something, we bestow something to others. And while all Christians are required to give, Christians mature in their faith will be the first to give of themselves, their time, and their treasure. The devotion focus, giving that pleases God. Have you ever given much thought to the fact that we can actually please God? Listen first to a warning about giving and then listen to the blessing of giving with the right motive. The warning in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. The blessing in verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Verse 6 is a warning to the stingy-hearted person. It describes the cause and effect of withholding from God when it comes to giving. And listen, stingy people seem to prosper when they take what belongs to God and they invest it for their own wealth, which they hoard. The reaping sparingly of 2 Corinthians 9.6 may happen in this life, but will certainly happen at the judgment seat of Christ, when Christians are rewarded for their deeds. This is not about God's wrath. That was settled at the cross, and no Christian needs to fear God's wrath. Rather, the judgment seat of Jesus is when God rewards his people for the good they did in their life, or he withholds the rewards. This principle is described by Jesus in Matthew 25, verses 15 through 28. I hope the point is made about the consequences of a lack of giving. Let's look at giving that pleases God. So we know from 2 Corinthians 9, 7, that God loves it when we give from a cheerful heart, because a cheerful giver indicates love for God. Cheerfulness also indicates a willing heart. Concerning someone with a willing heart, there was an event recorded in Luke 21, verses 1-4, through during which Jesus was sitting near the treasury in the temple, watching people giving their offerings. A poor widow approached. She gave two mites. An online source valued a mite in today's money as one-eighth of one cent so not even a penny. Listen to the account found in Luke 21, verses 1 through 4. And he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow putting in two mites. So he said, Truly I say to you that this poor widow has put in more than all. For all these out of their abundance have put in offerings for God. But she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. The widow is described in verse 2 as poor. The Greek word for poor is the same for a beggar. She lived in poverty. 
In verse 4, Jesus said she gave all of her means to live. When she gave, there was nothing left for her, and Jesus commended her. So what do you think? Did Jesus commend the action or her heart? I believe he commended both because her action revealed her heart. This story should be a reminder for us to keep a close watch on our motives when giving, especially when this is our primary gift. Also, keep in mind, Scripture exhorts us to use wisdom in all we do. This is especially true when you consider all the scam artists practicing theft today, especially on the Internet. But not only the Internet, also through our phones. Text messages abound with scams. Before giving to a religious organization, look into them first. Ask a trusted pastor if you need guidance before giving. Pastors know about the scams going around, preying on churches and gullible members. Legitimate ministries are open with their finances. Only 5-10% to of administrative costs are acceptable. There are so-called charitable organizations in which only 4% make it to those for whom the donations are intended. This is inexcusable. Not all the charities in existence are for helping those in need. One online site listed the pay and compensation for CEOs for about a dozen of these so-called charities. Every president or CEO of these make over $1 million per year, and several make multiple millions yearly. I'll let you decide whether to give to such organizations. Just use wisdom. Here's one example of a good ministry. Kupenduaministries.org. This is a maternity ministry located in Uganda. If you go on their website, you'll see the work being done with the donations coming in. David and I have both served there and support their ongoing work. In summary, if you are just now discovering your gift is giving, then you have an exciting adventure ahead of you. When you exercise your gift with wisdom and generosity, you will change the lives of others. As for the rest of us, we are called on to give to God's work in the world. All of us may take comfort that living a life of sacrificial giving will one day be recognized openly by God when we stand before Him. The action to consider. If you think your gift is giving, then take time today to sit down for a moment, away from distractions, and write out a few ways you would like to give. Then ask around your friends at church for ideas they may have, and look into some of these that appeal, along with the list you wrote. Pray while looking over your list and ask God for His personal leading for where He would have you give. Highlight ones that appeal or jump out. Then contact someone there and ask what their needs are, and go from there. Also, there's a Christian website called spiritualgiftstest.com that may be worth looking into. On this site, there's a test to take in order to help with determining our spiritual gift. David's going to look into this ministry more sometime in the next two weeks. So far, he's read their statement of faith, and it is correct with Bible doctrine. He'll let us know more by the end of this series. Next week's devotion, The Spiritual Gift of Leadership. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Radley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.